Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Charity Stripe on the all-new Mightier 1090 AM SoCal Sports Talk. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back once again, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Hit your free throws because they're free. I'm Joshua Fisher along with Alexander Tosopoulos and Nicholas Snacks Kreider. If you don't like a DJ Airhorn sound effect, that is so fine. Come talk to myself, Alex, and or Nick on our Instagram at the.charity.stripe or on Twitter at underscore charity stripe underscore. Two segments for you guys today. Second half, we're talking about baseball. First half, we got a little football, college football, NFL. Biggest stories of the year, honestly. Overnight departures. Lincoln Riley goes from OU after they lose, after they lose to Oklahoma State out west to USC beautiful campus brian Kelly leaves south bend notre dame lsu going down south sided.co go to sided.co today do this debate with us who had the better decision and which decision is more surprising nick first question to you better decision the better decision for sure is lincoln riley he has the opportunity to move from norman oklahoma yeah to sunny los angeles california which Easy. we all know is an upgrade big upgrade the deal that was broken down is that he's getting a $6 million home purchased by the university. They're also buying his two homes. First of all, who needs two homes in Norman? But they're buying his two homes at $500,000 each over asking price in Norman. And the deal is worth $110 million on the contract for six years, right? That's mm. the highest paid college or NFL coach. Wow. That's by far the better deal. Is there anything in that deal that you would have liked? Do you mention the private jet? Oh, it's right. They get PJs 24-7. For yeah. the fam whenever they want. Yeah, wife wants to go to, what, Turks and Caicos? And we're not talking matching holiday PJs. We're talking about private jets. The thing, that actually was a good clarification because I feel like it is the holiday season. People could have been confused. Um, let's. T- what about this, though, before we get into Brian Kelly? Because I think you're right there, Toss. I assume well, you're going to What about create. the other? Yeah, I, I agree with Nick. Okay. What about the other sided.code debate that we have? Yeah. Is it cool or not cool? For your whole family to have matching Christmas pajamas. Oh, it's definitely cool. Definitely cool. cool. Are we? Is there any? I think that's an easier question. More of a DJ Hobbs locking in for twenty million rupees. I mean, that's just that's just team building, you know. Then Lincoln Riley going to USC from Oklahoma. I think that's an easy no brainer. Is there anything in the Lincoln Riley like your Lincoln Riley? Hey, I'm getting a new deal in Southern California because I have something at the top of my mind, and I'll start it off to give you guys a little time to think. Is there anything that you would have wanted in that deal? Because I'm Lincoln. I'm a little slimmer. Like, he's a fit guy, presumably. He can afford a couple calories here and there. If I bring a national championship to the University of Southern California, the Trojans, mm-hmm. what about, and I'm sure he can afford it, you know, with the new deal and the sale of the two Norman homes. What about free in and out for life? Is that reasonable? I feel like that would have been a nice touch, like a funny little touch like that. Is that why I'm not a college coach or head coach of any kind? Because this would be my contract. Well, this would be Los Angeles. USC would be the place where you can get a brand deal with in and out. Yeah, right. That's what I'm an saying. An NIL deal for like one of these receivers at USC with yeah, in and out for sure would be really really cool. Um, that's funny that you bring up a fast food restaurant and 
having free food for life because there was a baby born in a Chick-fil-A and now that baby apparently has is, free Chick-fil-A for is life. Is that the second coming of Jesus? That is ridiculous. When who that was that news? Yeah, recent news. So this baby was birthed in- basically got just by being born in in a locale. Yeah. A sweet NIL deal, <laughs> sweet Pampers. <laughs> was deal, it <laughs> was it like a water birth, like the Chick Fil A? Like this sauce? baby, this has to be outside of a baby that's born into like a celebrity family, yeah, or or a, a family where the father or mother are a Fortune five hundred like executive team member. Mm-hmm. This baby's coming in with it with a pretty nice, just monetary value attached to them. Absolutely, and we know for certain that. Like Chick Fil A doesn't give free food out lightly. Well, they have what I've heard. They have a cow calendar that they release every year where they have some some okay coupons in it. But yeah, that's good to know after all these. What years. do you guys think? Another side of Doc debate here. <laughs> I think they should retire the the, the couch cast commercials and, and bring back the cows. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's almost everybody like, loves the. Cows. I mean, it's in line with casting couch. It is in line with casting couch. For those like, of you who don't know what that is, you can use your imagination or go look it up at google.com. Yeah, that's a that's also another shout out to them. We're not sponsored by them, but Google is great. Um go Google that if you're of age. But yeah, I think they should definitely do it at the casting style uh casting style uh couch uh, <laughs> commercials um, it's more that i like the cows actually. okay the cows okay cow. i didn't know where you were going with that the cows yeah <laughs> um but the cash cow uh back to the the brian kelly thing nick we were watching nick had playing the the goodbye the four minute and 18 second goodbye i mean there are some taylor swift songs in the new release the new album release that are in double the size what that. kind of goodbye that is brian kelly was scheduling a 7 a.m meeting for all his players to uh, address him leaving Notre Dame to go to LSU, and he talked to his players for four minutes, basically, and that was it. And he was out, and at seven a.m., like good riddance, because probably he had a seven thirty flight to catch to get down to Baton Rouge. Honestly, I couldn't like I okay. Look, I'm sure the, he's he's making you know nine figs, but like I'm curious as to why Notre Dame wouldn't meet that asking price. And I'm also curious, like they're very much in the college football playoff hunt. That's my thing. Okay. He mentions in the video it's a short window of this coaching opportunity, right? But, like, if he is verbally given his consent that he was going to be the head coach, why doesn't he just finish out the rest of the season with Notre Dame, right? There's, it's not, like, a big deal unless you're really trying to get ahead of a recruiting battle, which, like, what's an extra couple months going to do? He, If you're a college hedge coach and your number one goal is to win a national championship, which he has not done yet— and your team is sitting at six right now in the college football playoff rankings with four teams that could potentially lose their conference championship games and get bumped out of the mix. Mm-hmm. This is the best shot you've had in years. Aside from actually being in Aside it. Aside from actually being there, but like, why not? You're really just telling your players right now that I don't have enough faith in you guys to get there or win. So I'm going to go down south to Louisiana State University and see if I can build something where I can win. Which, look, in the long run, yes, I do agree with him leaving. I just don't agree with how he left and the time it took him to leave. I mean, I think he should have really just waited out the rest of the season and then let it play out. To to play devil's advocate a little bit, we don't know the timeliness and the pressure that was put on him by LSU. True. And this is a monetary deal. Josh mentioned nine fig newtons, nine figures. Yeah. Wow, where like you, you, can't, you can't pass that up. And, and ultimately, if you do listen to that audio... I I didn't th- I wasn't super 
critical of what he said in it because I think he was just being pretty matter of fact. It was just an opportunity for him and his family, and he was relaying that to the players at the 7 a.m. wake-up call. I think it's a little tactical to make sure that you know some of those guys are still groggy. They just woke up. They're not really sure what's going on, so maybe there's a little bit less bite back. But you don't know that you know if he plays out, if you're LSU and you're looking at this and you want this guy, if he plays out the rest of the season and he wins a national championship from Notre Dame, maybe Notre Dame gives him that money. And you have to be as competitive as you possibly can. True. And you might say, I don't care what your the rest of your season looks like. We want you now. True. And in a program where they have a bad year, top-tier program, a blue bud like LSU, those extra months do matter in recruiting. They matter a lot. Yeah. Because yeah. the transfer portal's open. He has to be working on everything. The, he has to be working on his new roster of players. So I, I that's like my only I, I agree with you. I think it's it's a bummer because this is a team like we were talking about that can compete for a national championship and it's a possibility that they get in there they're not doing themselves any favor by being an independent um well, that's the thing i don't feel bad for notre dame i feel bad for their players right all these guys in that room that he's speaking to are guys that he recruited right they they had the intention of being at the university with brian kelly there now i don't feel bad for the university because it's their loss that they are not going to a big conference and getting these recruits that they could be getting it's embarrassing in the point. acc or the SEC or the big 10 right or even getting the national recognition to getting in a conference championship game and having a direct path to the college football playoff instead of letting it be up to fate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, look, to tease our next segment, like they are like the Rob Manfred MLB of college football. Like Plaxico Burris shoot themselves in the foot every damn time. Like, I, they, Why are you not in the ACC? And I think you bring up a great point, Nick. Like, It's all about money. That's why. Yeah, they, but they also told... He basically told their, his players, "There's not a roster I feel I can construct while the head while the head coach of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish is going to be good enough to win the national championship. Right. It'll never get there here." He basically told them that, and they're knocking on the door for getting in. But at the end of the day, you know, you look at what the NFL is composed of, and the number one school, as we all know. For NFL players, it's LSU, right? Yeah. That's the biggest representation, right? So if you're thinking about talent pool, if you're winning the recruiting battle in Louisiana and you pull some guys from Florida and you pull some guys from Bama and you pull some guys from Georgia and Texas, you're going to be a pretty dang good team, right? He is a good coach. I mean, he's look, a, he's, he's a, a good great coach. Yeah, his rec- good his coach. overall record is fantastic. He's brought 12 awesome years to Notre Dame's football program. And hasn't gotten it done at this point. And I like we're being really critical of him, but if you looked at it in comparison to major league sports where a player gives everything like we're talking about damian lillard if damian lillard says he wants to get traded no one's going to be pissed at him especially not the portland trailblazers organization they're going to say okay where do you want to go how can we make this happen and he's been there less yes we care right yeah i mean it's just i'm just bringing up the example that like this is a guy who's really he's taken them to a national championship yep they didn't win but he took them there he's done a lot for this program and, and yes like it feels a little bit like a bittersweet ending and it doesn't really make sense to us logically because they might get into the college football playoff. Now, I think just honestly between the three of us, do we think they're going to win even if they get there? No. I, I certainly don't. No, I don't either. But it's just like Pop you got to at least give yourself a chance, right? There's a right. slim chance. I don't. I just don't know about college football this year either, though. To play devil's advocate on that point, I really feel like this is the year when any, anything could happen. I, I honestly— Well, Georgia looks like hands down the best team. They do, but I'm also like looking at Michigan, and Michigan ran the football extremely well. And for all intents and purposes, I don't think Ohio State was the most complete team, but I think Ohio State had the best offense in the country, and Michigan kind of stymied them. They didn't shut them out. They didn't put them to rest. 
but they gave them a really tough time. Like, C.J. Stroud could, could still win the Heisman Trophy, and he had a good game. But Aiden Hutchinson, in that one game, may have propelled himself to the first overall pick. We had, we were having a debate off-air with somebody. like, And, Nick, you were saying, how could like uh, Thibodeau not go out of Oregon, number one? I mean, they both guys are edges, but both guys are, in my mind, clear 1A, 1B picks. Like, I wouldn't take the LSU corner, Stingley Jr. I wouldn't take Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame, ironically, you know, over this guy. I mean, you went on the edge. So I think in college football, this is the year where anyone can win as good as this Georgia defense is. What I will say about that position is that there's a longer career path as a defensive lineman than yeah. there is as a cornerback, right? Like, cornerback is similar to the running back position where I think your prime years have a, sl- a smaller window than you do as a defensive lineman, right? Okay. Sure. Yeah, I think I think Bar- I think barring, barring injuries. Yeah. Course. Like, I mean, you got J.J. Watt who can't stay healthy, but if he is healthy, you know, he's had an over 10 plus year career where he's been dominant. I think the adjustment period is harder for a corner in the NFL. For sure. And if you're trying to win and, and progress your team the faster. The speed factor, the size factor, the talent factor. I mean, the plays that you're going up against, the arms that you're going against, for sure. I mean, there's been plenty of busts in the NFL for cornerback. I mean, right. I can count. I mean, I can just keep, list off names. D. Milliner, you know. It's uh, a great place to start. Uh, Darquez Denard, you know. Like, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I still, I still like blink my eyes three times at that C.J. Henderson deal that went down earlier this Okuda, year. Okuda, who Okuda has been right? injured. Yeah. Henderson's Ward. a top ten guy. Denzel Ward. No, he's good. Ward's, Ward's good. Ward's yeah, good. But I mean, he's not a he's not a fourth overall pick. Exactly. He's, That's he's what I'm trying right. to say. Like, yeah. No, you take a guy like Miles Garrett, and that's what Thibodeau is, and that's what Drake Patrick. Yeah. That is a good one. That's what Hutchinson is too, in my mind. Um, but a lot of interesting. I think this. I think Lincoln Riley. Though back circling back to him, it is just such a no brainer. And I think it's a similar situation. He looked at OU. He looked at the Big Twelve. He looked at his chances in the SEC. And I think he saw a ceiling. Whereas the Pac twelve is still gets respect. It's easy to. It's easier to dominate. He's probably looking at it. And he goes, okay, Clemson absolutely ran train in the ACC every single year couldn't be beat couldn't be questioned southern california is a better place to play and los angeles a better place to play than clemson so all you got to do is get a couple guys and start getting the recruiting rolling and he's not gonna have any issue like if you're a quarterback why would you not want to go there i mean look if you're on the west coast and you're lincoln riley and people see your track record you have every opportunity to dominate west coast recruiting you don't even have to look to the east you don't have to look to any of those schools in the south you take all the guys from arizona california Washington, Nevada, whatever. It doesn't matter. Anyone on this side, you can get the top quarterback and make him a stud. You look at all the guys he's had. He had Baker Mayfield. He had Jalen Hurts. Kyler. Kyler Murray. I mean, two of those guys went first overall and won Heismans. And Hurts was there in the Heisman mix. Exactly. Not, not to mention guys that you're bringing in at All three high guys school. are starting quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Yeah. Yeah. And not going anywhere. Well, Kyler. we'll see with Baker. Kyler has been great. Yeah. Baker's injured. Jalen Hurts, Nick, you said it the other day, and he's a great offensive weapon. But I like, think that I, th- I was, yeah, I thought that was a really good. Point. I think they, I think they're super in on him though. St- still, I think he's done enough this hurts. year. I kind of am in on him too. We'll like, see. I, we'll I, see. I think yeah. he needs a true. I don't like. There's been some instability with his coaching for sure. Like he needs, he needs like an offensive-minded coach to get in there and really hone on who he is as a player. Because I think he's got it between the ears. I think it's it's not mental makeup. I think it's just his arm. They need a. They need to polish his arm a little bit. Or figure out how to use him to the best of his yeah, ability. Of course. Yeah. I mean, look at just take a look at all of the the track record of like Cam Newton and Michael Vick and Lamar and just see how we can kind of tailor an offense towards him. Yeah. So I But mean, Lamar has Lamar has also, be- 
Like, he also doesn't have weapons. Devontae Smith is great, but Jalen Reagan, Rager might as well have bricks for hands. Yeah, he's someone's got to have it in, in Philadelphia, right? They traded away Nelson Aguilar, so Rager's Rager, kind of stepped in. That is looking horrible just for what you've passed up. I mean, that Justin Jefferson, like, honestly, Justin Jefferson may be the best in that group, and I think I Lamb's mean, incredible. You mentioned Justin Jefferson, but, like, also T. Higgins was taking that draft, too. He would have been a better pick. Second round. Exactly. Yeah. You're, but, like, Jefferson was the guy. Jefferson was the guy that was there that they were supposed to take. And now, look, you argue you could be a, he's a top five wide receiver in the league right now. Was Debo Samuel the year after or before? Yeah, I think. Like 98.7 positive. These last couple of no, we were like, we were like, draft classes have been insane. Yeah, yeah. We were like, it's a lock that you have to take Justin Jefferson here. Yeah. Everyone was saying it. And they were like, no, we know better. And clearly they didn't. It was yeah. Peterson. I mean, he wanted like... I mean, his offense was just so, like, scatty and screen-heavy that it just kind of, like, was, it's just easy to sniff out. And, like, Rager fit that better than J.J., um, I guess. The guy who can do everything. Yeah, I don't know. Well, couldn't be. You know what? Easier said than done from the couch, right? Um, quickly, we have a couple more minutes here in our first segment. Uh, we're talking about Los Angeles football a bit. I just want to pose a question for you guys. Are the Rams going to come to regret this Stafford deal? It's kind of blowing up in their face. They've been, they were brutal in November. Uh, he's not looking healthy. He's getting up there in age. They've given multiple first-round picks. They gave away Goff, who look hasn't looked spectacular in his own right, but has gotten them to a Super Bowl. So, like, look at the Jamal Adams deal. Like, that was a bad deal. Yeah, I mean... It's a different position, but... Ebbs and flows, though, right? Like, they were hot to start the season. Yes, in November, they have not played good football. Mind you, <laughs> they have a worse record than the Detroit Lions do in the month of November. They're 0-3, and the Lions have a tie. Yeah. So still winless, but whatever. Better record in November <laughs> than the Rams. But I look at this Rams team, and they're a win-now team, right, with as much talent as possible. And, like, they have to do, They had to make that move. They had to get somebody. You can't have Goff. You can't look to the draft for a rookie quarterback and develop him and like see if he works out like you mm. need to get someone who is ready who was who's gonna win i think stafford is just going through a rough patch right now hopefully he can get together i mean with woods going down that's a tough loss i mean what he brings to the game not as just a receiver but as a blocker as well one of the best yeah. blocking receivers in i the mean game. it's it's not just a weapon that you're losing you're losing like a big player on your offense you know big. fifth and a half lineman exactly so uh you know the odo beckham move you know still a little questionable we'll see what he happens was, he, he was, was good he was last he was good against week. the packers exactly. he caught a touchdown right i just hate targeted the, 10 times too <clears throat> i mean like that's a guy that gets you get open you get right. targeted did five catches exactly but i just think they need to get back on track which i think they can do i think that division is is you know starting to get really competitive with the niners too so they gotta turn on soon shanahan's he, amazing here's my to throw that out there doesn't have an over 500 record but i not that I don't think he's a great offensive mind, but What's his the, head he, coaching record he's is, gone to the, under, I, 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 is I, under 500. So I, They are the most injured team. I mean, they, they are injured all across yeah, the board, every which way. But every everyone year. gets injured in the NFL. But not at a consistent rate. The Ravens are have been the most yeah, injured NFL team this, this season, year, and they're the best the team thing. in the AFC right now, record-wise. Where, where, record where were the Niners, the where were the Niners huh? when he took over, though? They weren't they, good. They weren't good at all. He had to rebuild that team. So you can't really like look at his Starting from scratch. Well, but years, what was their record the year after they were in the Super Bowl? Their quarterback went down. They were in. That was an injury, and Bosa was in and out. There have been good teams that have been to the Super Bowl who have lost their their head. Their not their head. Their starting quarterback, a backup, is slotted in, and 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 fended off pretty well. Uh, the you know the New England Patriots did that. They they did. Matt Castle <laughs> won eleven games. Yeah, and well, Tom Brady too won the Super. Brock Bowl. Osweiler got the Denver Broncos to a Super Bowl, and then yeah. Peyton Manning took the reins when he had to. 
There's yeah. a lot of stories of good teams, good football teams with good coaches, and a backup quarterback takes them almost all the way there. Well, I think those backup quarterbacks ended up being, you know, guys that shouldn't have been backup quarterbacks outside of Osweiler. Um, but I, I think Nick Foles. Okay, I, I, I just I think the Rams thing. Just looking at that deal. The one thing that you can really criticize, and I think the reason why they're losing games in November, because Matt Stafford's not healthy, and he never has been healthy across his entire career. So if you want to criticize something, I think that's what you have to look at and say, okay, yes, when he's healthy, is he a considerably better quarterback than Jared Goff? Absolutely. He's an MVP caliber type quarterback. Was, yeah. But he never stays healthy. And at this point in his career, he's he's past 34 so you don't know how long he can stay healthy for an entire season it's good points across the board it is going to be a conundrum but i think i'm hoping they could finish strong they do have a lot of studs in the defensive side of the football to put together that's segment one we're the charity stripe uh hit your free throws follow us on socials at the dot charity dot stripe or on twitter that's the that's instagram at underscore charity stripe underscore i'm josh official along with alexander disopolis and nicholas snacks Cryder, see you in a few don't go anywhere we will be right back with the charity stripe on the all-new mightier 1090 a.m socal sports talk thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.